Hey everybody and welcome to another episode of the I'm Getting There podcast. It's your host Michael Booth. Uh, still in quarantine. Just had Cinco de Mayo a few days ago. It was pretty lax. I, uh, I made tacos in my house. Had some beers to myself, by myself. And uh, that was about it. You know, so it was a pretty pretty chill Cinco de Mayo. Uh, I do have a guest today. A guy that I met a few months ago. He came up to Salinas, headlined uh, the Bricks and Beer Comedy Night. And he was a guy that I saw on YouTube before that and just wanted to, you know, connect with. Uh, it's uh, it's Mikey McKernan. How you doing, man? Whee! Woo! You're, <laughs> You're yeah, here. <laughs> so, yeah, dude, what's... Uh... Introducing him in a couple months, so... <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> Coming to the stage. <laughs> it's like a... What is, yeah, what's, what's a stage? Don't yeah, you know yeah. <laughs> For real, dude. What's uh, what's it like in L.A. like with uh, with this whole thing going on? You know, I'm kind of up up by San Francisco area, and it's pretty it's pretty lax. Um, you know, people are still out and about. I wouldn't say it's like super quarantined up here, but it is still pretty like shelter in place. You know, is going on. But how's it down there? Uh, to be honest, I'm not in Los Angeles. I ran. <laughs> you ran. <laughs> yeah. I went to my parents' house in Rancho okay. Cucamonga. That's where I'm at right now. Oh, okay. Is that like? Is that north? A little farther north, or it's east. East. Okay, sorry, I don't know. I don't know shit about. Oh, good. Yeah. <laughs> San Bernardino County. Have you ever heard okay. of that? Okay. Yeah. 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 Okay. That's where, that's where I'm at. So. Oh, okay. Cool. Yeah. I mean, I'm. I've you know been struggling in L.A. So the second I knew this was going down, I was like, Psh, I'm gonna go to my parents' house. And uh, what's ironic is I actually went to go do laundry. I was like, because our our laundry was broken out of my place, mm-hmm. so I went to do laundry, and I kind of stayed <laughs> <laughs> nice <laughs> so it's been, it's been pretty good i don't know about la so i mean i'm still paying my rent over there okay. but yeah i'm curious i'm curious if it's still you know if it's if it's any stricter or you know if it's kind of like up here or not it seems like for the most part people are staying home it's just the people that are out working you know you don't yeah. there's no there's no real traffic or nothing but people that are out there working are still are still out and about the only time i left the house yeah i leave once a week and i go for a hike in the mountains okay and then that's it nice <laughs> i've been so i've been so lucky so yeah my sister moved back a couple months before because okay. they were her and her husband were going to save up to buy a house and then this hit so She's here and he's here, so I kick it with them. So it's oh, been nice. it's, it's been freaking awesome. So the whole fam is back. Yeah. COVID brought the family back together, you could say. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome, dude. I've been seeing on your Instagram, you know, since you since this whole quarantine started, you've really just been crushing out puzzles. Like it seems yeah. like you you're on what, like number twenty was it number twenty five, twenty something like that? And I was there. number twenty nine. 29. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I forgot to do no twenty eight. I forgot to do last night's Oh, okay. The post it because you know sometimes it gets too intense, and then once you're done with the puzzle, you're like, oh, yeah. No, but it seems like a great way to keep your mind off of kind of everything that's going on right now. Dude, it is exactly that. Like it <laughs> kills the most time. Thousand yeah. puzzle. It's I do it with my mom. So me and my mom crush them. Okay. And you know she's a tired little old lady, so. You know, she's like, let's just get some puzzles. So she bought a bunch, but she's always had like a bunch. And there's like a certain artist named uh, Charles Wysocki. 
that's like it's just growing up we've always done those puzzles so okay. i'm not kidding they they're so good for the brain and they kill the best time yeah i can't remember the last time i sat down and actually did like a whole puzzle oh. It's it sounds awesome though. I, I'm I'm living vicariously through your Instagram stories right now because it <laughs> it is cool to see feel, your progress. <laughs> yeah, they're they're dope. I had to get a Star Wars puzzle though. And I was like, we got to throw a Star Wars puzzle in there for sure. Yeah, dude. Of course, man. <laughs> of course. Have you been trying to uh, have you been trying to hit up people to get on any like Zoom shows or do any sort of online stuff? Absolutely not. Me I'm either. Totally... <laughs> <laughs> Me either, dude. I mean, I don't. I seriously don't. You know, I I really don't don't care that other people are doing it, and uh-huh. if they want to do it, it's great. But it's not stand up comedy. You know what I mean? It's, yeah, it's, blo- kind of, it's vlogging. Kind of, you know? Yeah, I agree with you. I think it's more. It it's more of that. Yeah, it's like a vlog or like an Instagram live. That's what I mm-hmm. feel like you're doing. You're just doing your jokes yeah. on Instagram live. Yeah, yeah, I know. It's so funny because as comics, stand up comics, we've always made fun of YouTubers, but now the YouTubers are laughing now. <laughs> <laughs> For real. That's a good way to look at it, dude. Yeah, yeah I it's, haven't. It's not yeah, the same, you know what I mean? Yeah, I was talking to a couple people about this because they some some of my friends were like, "Oh man, you should try to." Because I was telling them, you know, I was like, "Oh, I'm bummed that you know stand-up's kind of just gone silent. You know, there's no mics or anything anymore." And they're like, "Just go do the online stuff." And I'm torn because it, it's not like you should, I agree with you. I don't think it's stand-up. I think it's a different thing. And but also, totally. it's yeah. You you wonder. You wonder, uh, you know, how much effort people are throwing towards it, if it is going to become something, or if once this goes away, people are allowed to go back on stage and stuff. It's all just going to die out, and there's going to just, you know, the Zoom shows are just going to be a thing of the past, and and it'll go back to the way it was. Well, hopefully, I agree with you, and it just sucks because you know I do appreciate and I do give it up to the you know whoever wants to try to do it. Mm-hmm. But to me, I'm like, man, I've I've been my you know where i'm at in my comedy is that i love doing crowd work and i love riffing with the crowd and there's if there's no crowds i'm like you know if there's no if we're not talking to an actual microphone you know what i mean Mm -hmm. pretending there's you know it's do the like you know like personal like hey what's up you guys are like i'm talking to you you know even though i'm sitting here by myself talking to a screen or you know a video camera you know what vlogging is Mm -hmm. that you know if you kind of have to get into that but to me i just i can never do it i just i can't do it so to me that's where like the whole zoom thing comes in you know and yeah. it, it's it, it's ridiculous though because as a stand-up comic especially you should be addressing you know your followers that's what i always say it's like you know if you're like hey what's up i'm talking to you even though you know i you're i don't know if you're listening but mm-hmm. you know everybody's sitting there looking at these phones with everybody, you know, recording themselves talking to it. So yeah, well, that's, I think about it. It's, it's such a, you know, I think about it way too much and it's such like a, a conflict <laughs> on my brain, but I'm, I'm fuck no, I'm not doing this. <laughs> no, I, I totally agree, man. And then I think that's why, I think that's why podcasting has seemed to kind of, you know, has seemed to kind of transition. Some people have been jumping more into that. I mean, I definitely have, you know, I started this podcast right away and was like, you know, this is what I'm going to throw my energy into because I can't be on stage right now. And this is another way to just like sit down and, and be funny and talk about real stuff as well. And, and, you know, you're still getting people's attention and it's, you know, it's, it is different. You know, I'm not, I'm not trying to tell bits on here, but I definitely like, you know, want to like connect with people the same way you connect with people on stage and, and all those kind of things. No, it's great. Mm -hmm. This is, 
you know, exactly what this is, is what, you know, as a stand-up comic, it's like, okay, if you're not doing comedy, what should you be doing is, you know, developing your voice through podcasting, you mm -hmm. know, because the fans are going to, you know, do you have podcasts? Oh, I like you so much. I want to hear you just, just talk, you know, just talk, you know what yeah. I mean? But then again, as a comic, it's, you know, you can find comedians that have really good conversations, entertaining, you know, mm -hmm. you know, thought, thoughtful, but obviously, you know, hilarious. So, dude, this is, that's what, you know, it's great that you're doing that because other comics, you know, everybody, you know, when they got put into, they had like, oh, you know, how do I still create content? You know what I mean? Like, what, what am I doing for my voice to like get more followers or try to like, you know, feed my followers and that kind of stuff? You know what mm -hmm. I mean? So, I mean, I think about it all the time, but for me, you know, I, I, I don't have a podcast cause I, you know, I just, I was too in my head about those things that I have to figure out what I want to talk about, but you know, it's great. And I, that's why I'm, I'm, Oh, I, mean, I can always be on the podcast. So. Yeah. And I, yeah, I mean, uh, I tried to, <laughs> it's funny you say that I tried to do a solo episode the other day and I got about 45 minutes in and I got way too in my head about everything that I had said. I was like, I don't think I can, I don't think I can do this. I, yeah, uh, I tried it and I, I want to go back and try it again and see if I can and maybe, you know, have something to, you know, put my stamp on. But yeah, it's hard yeah. to, you, you know, it's hard to get like, especially like, you know, as some, as a comic, like always in your head like that, you know, it's like, at mm -hmm. least I am, I'm always like, is this going to work? Like, fuck, what, yeah. should, I, should I do something different? Like, what if they don't like it? It's like that, that, that energy makes it makes like good content though. You know, if you're, oh, yeah. if you were never critical of yourself, you would just be posting, oh. you know, posting stuff all the time and, and people yeah, would be like, who the fuck is this guy? <laughs> like, this is not quality, dude. You yeah. like, don't understand the type of following you're going to get when you just show off that you're, you know, mm -hmm. in the brain, but for sure, dude, you, I would, I would encourage you, you know, if you're going to try doing one of those podcasts, you know, like we had, you know, just talking when you have a point or like not so much a point or, but like a, uh, like epiphany, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Or if you're like really passionate about like, Oh, you want to debate or just talk about something. That's when you should just go and podcast. Cause then you're like, yo, I can talk about like, yo, I'm pissed off about, you know, like right now, like, you know, that guy getting gunned down. That's like, you yeah. know what I mean? Mm -hmm. like, dude, so many, you know, it's like, you can be so passionate about talking about how bullshit that is, you know, yeah. something like that where, you know, you're full of something. Or if you like, you know, like watch like a, a special of comedy and it makes you think mm -hmm. about stuff. I kind of get inspired by Tim Dillon when he does stuff like that. Oh, Tim uh, Dillon, He's my favorite followers right now, especially yeah, during this. His his podcast seems to be what you were just describing. Where he gets like, he gets a point or has an epiphany or something in his head. And he just sits down and he's just like, you know, he probably writes a couple of them down that he has over that mm -hmm. week or whatever. And then just just like a vomit in the microphone of just all of what he wants to say. And it's yeah. freaking hilarious and super thoughtful as well. Oh, like. it's hilarious. That's what's <laughs> so beautiful about the podcasting that it's truly like, this is, it's, it's the golden age for stand-up comedians, mm -hmm. you know? And I say that as I don't produce no podcast whatsoever. <laughs> it's fucking terrible. It's still happening. No, I've heard you on a bunch of them and you're on, you're on the best live podcast in the world. Kill Tony, oh, yeah. man. So, <laughs> oh, for sure. Um, no, but you know that's what most of the people I think know you for, and and you know, and besides, you know, your your signature uh, boo ha on stage, uh, I think you know a lot of people know you for Kill Tony. But like watching you through your social media and stuff, I've noticed that you're like quite the quite the Star Wars fan. It seems. And, Hell yeah. Uh, that's super dope, man. Like I, I like dive deep, but then I, there's no one else to, 
there's like no one else around it seems like it's like you're like this is so amazing but you're like the only one there <laughs> oh absolutely <laughs> it's like you when you find somebody else that like really enjoys star wars you're like fuck yeah like this person gets it this person understands <laughs> dude it's so funny you say that too because it's like the more nerdy you get you have to be like okay are you ready to like be the only one <laughs> yeah. to do this? it's almost like yes. it's almost like you're asking for consent <laughs> yeah. it's like hey uh are you willing to go through with this now like or, or can we can we get <laughs> like how far do you want to go <laughs> do you have any uh do you have any older siblings i'm the oldest okay, you're the oldest yeah, so I have older brothers, and okay. when they were kids, they got into Star Wars, you know, like the first the first trilogy and stuff like that. So me and my older brother, who's closer in age, we've always been into it. <clears throat> and then only till recently, what really got me like, oh, man, this is going to be good shit, is uh, The Mandalorian. Oh, okay. Oh, dude. I watched that. Yeah. And I was like, that's <laughs> so good. And then, <clears throat> I don't want to give any spoilers, but when at the end, that dude pulls out the Darksaber... And I'm like, okay, that has to do with something with, I know, but I've never seen them, the Clone Wars. Mm -hmm. Clone Wars, hands down, the best Star Wars they've ever The animated series? The animated series. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, it's the shit. shit. It's Mm -hmm. the best. And then I learned that the dude is connected. There's one dude connected to both of them. That's Dave Filoni. So, you know. And then I watched Rebels. And Rebels was probably, probably my favorite because- the new trilogy that's come out it's the storyline in my opinion is whack yes i i kind of agree with you yeah (laughs) and it has nothing to do with the female lead because i think it's a great idea for a female jedi Mm -hmm. but from watching the animated clone wars and rebels there's some three of the dankest female characters ever and i think it's sabine wren have you watched rebels i don't think i've watched rebels no uh i've seen clone wars i need to check it out yeah i got disney plus Uh, yeah watch rebels okay i'll go check it out right after this there's two girls it's sabine wren and then hera sadula hera's the twilight with green oh dude okay they're so good characters but the best character is ahsoka tano she is hands down one of the sickest characters they've ever fucking created and that's dave filoni <laughs> but of course george lucas like george lucas was all about that so my point is after watching all this my friend was like yo i got the ahsoka novel do you want to read it and i'm like absolutely so I read the Ahsoka novel, and of course that's considered like you know part of the new Disney canon. Yeah. And then I look at the Disney canon, and that's when I've just been like, dude, I'm hooked, and I want to read mm-hmm. all of them. But I was like, I don't want to pay for any of these. So I started going to the library. Yeah. So I like every single Star Wars book I get is like I'm not I haven't paid for any of them, and I've read like close to like fifteen. <laughs> nice. Hell yeah. No, that's that's awesome, dude. Uh, you know, shout out shout out public libraries for real. Oh, uh, God. They're an amazing dude, resource. I, <laughs> dude, I'm so bummed out because I started doing it in February. Like, I literally started going in the beginning of February. Oh, no way. So you just got, like, you're just getting in it and then and then COVID. Yeah, like, Fucking COVID, go. man. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. But. What do you think about, you know, I, you know, I because I, I started getting into it, I would say, about a year ago. And. You know, I'd always grew up watching it, but then I really started to kind of dive in to like the detail. And I noticed, you know, in was it like 2014, I think there was that divide with Disney where there was like the legends and the canon. Yeah. Uh, you know about. Yeah. Like, what do oh, you yeah. th- like? What do you think about? I feel like there's good stuff in legends 
at least like the stuff that I've seen in like YouTube and like kind of like Star Wars fan theory videos. Yeah. Uh, it seems to me like there's stuff there's good, there's good stuff in Legends that just doesn't doesn't like cross over now that they've kind of like bridged they've kind of made this divide and there's like almost like yeah. another parallel storyline happening with certain characters. Yeah, it's weird because actually when I was younger, I read Shadows of the Empire. Did you ever read that one? No. That was a it was a story between Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi, and okay. I didn't and I didn't remember this, but I, I mean I remember the the book because it came. They had a video game, and the video game was so dope. They had a really good character, Dash Rendar. Like he was a really good character. Mm-hmm. Um, but my brother brought to my attention. I don't even remember, but I guess I used to be into reading the movies, novelizations of them. Okay, and it's so weird because I was like, man, I barely remember that, but I do remember that I never got into Legends. Because there's so much of it, I was like, man, there's so yeah. much of legends that, I, I, you know, like I, it'd be too much. And I know, in most of the, the stories and like everything I heard of, it was a lot of the the Sith, you know. Mm-hmm. Me, I've like, I've always liked like the Rebellion and the Jedi's, and so like I've never, you know, my brothers like all have been about Vader and Empire Strikes Back. Okay, so yeah, I've yeah. never been about the dark side. So and I know there's a lot of that. So that kind of kept me away from it. But since my like renew love of it through mandalorian i was like mm-hmm. you know what because it is fucked up disney's like yo you guys wrote all that well that doesn't exist but we'll take that guy we'll take yeah you know, I, I kind of yeah Ron. i agree because yeah. there's like the to your point you're talking about shadow empires in between you know empire and return of the jedi and the way that luke builds his lightsaber in between those two you know in legends and in canon there's like different theories on how he was able to construct his lightsaber the green one that he has in return of the jedi uh and i like the one where he constructs like a it's like a kiln it's like a but it's it was used to create like there's something involved with the sith where it was used to create like the this is legends yeah it's in legends i think where he like made this kiln that he used like dark side power to create his crystal and because he couldn't that. because he couldn't uh he didn't have like a crystal and then the one the one theory that i like i think is in legends is that it's qui-gon's crystal that he like oh, uses and i think that's a sick like transition into you know to luke kind of being like learning from obi-wan having like oh like having qui-gon's crystal in his lightsaber it's like a you know it's kind of cool it brings like the it brings the prequels into the that last bit and kind of connects oh yeah them. absolutely See, my favorite, because I, dude, I'm like, I don't know any legends, but my favorite has been between Revenge of the Sith to The New Hope, because mm-hmm. like, filling in that gap, it's like, well, then again, it's also like, because Darth Vader is the bad guy, so it's always, it's yeah. kind of fun. But have you read any comics? Cause yeah, I'm, yeah. I've read some of the comics. As, yeah, I've read some stuff in between there where he's like, he has to get a new lightsaber, and he's trying to, he's trying to figure that out, and then... Uh, the the scene right after the end of uh, Revenge, where where fucking Sidious is kind of just like yelling at him and shit, and it gets really dark right there. It, it, oh yeah, some of the. Past, <laughs> I wish yeah, they showed the that because it's like it's such a crucial moment that like oh, yeah. it foreshadows the last movie. <laughs> yeah, there's a uh, this guy named Charles Soule. He's like you know Disney canon Star Wars. He's written some of the dopest shit, and it's been like Vader. It's like Vader. Oh man, there's one where he, oh like he, it's like how he builds Mustafar and stuff like that. Like mm-hmm. some of that stuff's pretty dope. But like there's a character named Doctor Afra 
who's so dope. It's actually this, it, she's a lesbian and she's an archeologist. Like she looks for like relics, you know, in the galaxy okay. and stuff like that. So man, I, I, I like, like I said, I haven't done legends, but I'm all about Disney canon. Okay. Hell yeah. Do you, know, did I you hate- see that they're putting a, I saw previews for the new Obi-Wan. I think it's going to be a series, right? Yeah, the next thing that's coming out is actually the Candor S, uh, Candor uh, Andor Cassian. Oh fuck yeah! <laughs> you remember that character from Rogue One? Right, uh, that's uh. Diego Luna. Yeah, 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 yeah. I didn't watch Rogue Rogue One for the longest time because they didn't have the theme music at the beginning, and it kind of yeah. fucked with me. I kind of turned it off right then and then didn't come that's back so- to it for a while. What the fuck? <laughs> So it, what's really funny is that I, because I've been reading all the books, I've been reading the novelizations mm-hmm. and I read one and it's so it's really, it, you know, it gives the characters more obviously mm-hmm. in a novel. So it's so good. But there's a book before that called Catalyst and that mo- goes more into the bad guy Krennic and Galen Urso, the, the scientist. And that yeah, yeah. is like, that was really, really good. Okay. Cause then there's Tarkin, there's a lot of Tarkin. It's so funny cause I fucking love Revenge of the, you know, after Revenge of the Sith to the New Hope, and it has a lot to do with some of the characters in the Empire. But that's just because they're like, like you know, they give them more. You know what I mean? Yeah. So when you when you go back, or that's what I like about reading and kind of doing like the when you go every time you go back and you watch the movies. To me, they're like just like this much better because you have all this background information, yeah. and exactly. it like opens up these new view this new view of a scene it's like a fresh view of a movie where you've always been watching it and they have this one idea and then it adds to it and you're like holy sh-. like it like just everything about darth vader and i would say and even legends and canon like makes his character that much better after he is put into the suit because yeah you just, you just understand how much is going through his head and how much he just like He's just fighting every day, and like I wish they showed more of him in the Bakta tank, like in the earlier movies. That would have been kind of cool. Well, that's why you know the Clone Wars is the shit because it gives so much more layers to like. Look how Anakin fell to the dark side. He had a you know he had a Padawan that got kicked out of the Order because he got framed for murder, you know. And then they're like, "Come back!" And she's like, "You know what, baby Jedi." being a Jedi ain't the thing, you know? Mm-hmm. So that's like, damn, more doubt to him. And then watching his relationship with Obi-Wan, the, the Clone Wars, man, I, it gives so much to so many different characters, especially Anakin Skywalker. Obi-Wan Kenobi again shows like how great of a character he is. Mm-hmm. They do so much in that show too, where, you know, it's like when they had the younglings have to go to that ice planet Ilum and they have to get their crystals you know, and then they have to, yeah. And then it's like the lightsabers, the cavern. And it's like, yeah, all the crystals are laid about and shit. Yeah. And yeah. That scene is so to, cool. Dude. And it just shows like how they had to, you know, use their lightsabers and it's, you know, obviously star Wars, like, okay, we want to make movies and stuff like that, but it's like, you have to stick to like a time, like a, a like a, a one small story. You know what I mean? Yeah. For these characters, but with, a, with the clone wars, and you make an animated show, it's like, dude, you get to go to so many different planets where, mm-hmm. you know, obviously every Star Wars movie you see, there's different species. So it's like, where are they from? What's their culture like? And then Exactly, yeah. You know, I feel like Star Wars is one of the only, I don't know, if series, franchise, whatever you want to call it, where there is that, like, extreme depth on, you know, I think Star Trek 2. But Star Wars, there's just like this extreme depth in both legends and canon of like every creature, where that creature's from, 
you know, like the like the history of like you know what they're known for. Like, there's just all this like backstory. Like, I can't I can't think of anything like like I don't think there's you know much of much of uh, a history like that for like you know Lord of the Rings or uh, I don't even know what else you know what other franchise well, you can really compare. Like, there's yeah. Well, I'm a- I'm a huge Harry Potter fan, and it's the same thing. You know same, yeah, I mean? yeah, same. Harry Potter. There's like, there is like, I I had like a book on like the history of Quidditch that was written like way back, and like a magical yeah. beast where to find them book. But beyond those things, to me, the only thing what is the only thing I can think of is it's because these stories, those stories are are books. You know yeah. what I mean? I mean, they obviously got made into movies and stuff, but Star Wars is a movie. But at the same time, though, George Lucas. He's always been like, oh, yeah, all these different authors want to keep continuing the stories. So they're like, fine, we'll publish it. You know, because mm-hmm. Lucas, there was Lucas, uh, Lucas Arts Publishing and most of Legends. They're just like, yeah, whoever's got whatever, yeah. you know, we'll just put it out. And to me, I think that's why Star Wars is, you know, one of the one of the best because the creator was like, absolutely, go ahead. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I think that's great that you guys want, want to keep delving into like how – immersive this galaxy can actually be yeah and i think it's that's what makes it unique is that it is like it's about space so there's there's just it is endless you can just keep you know adding and building and you know i'm kind of sad that you know luke skywalker was portrayed the way he was in these last three movies it's really just it's really upsetting (laughs) as a fan as somebody that knows his story you know Mm -hmm. And knows that the power he, he possesses and just the way they portrayed, you know, how strong he's supposed to be, uh, to me was just kind of, it was upsetting. I mean, I, I was like, oh, come on, that's it? You know, like, it, I felt like there was going to be more. The whole time I felt like there was going to be more. I felt like I was just waiting for him to, like, reveal himself to Ray. You know, that's kind of how I, like, in the beginning, it felt like he showed up. Ray kind of viewed him as, like, almost like he viewed Yoda. It was like they were replaying that. It was like when he first showed up and saw Yoda, Yoda's, like, talking to himself, throwing all this shit around. You know, he's messing around with R2. He's like, who the fuck is this guy? And then he realizes he's Yoda. I felt like they were kind of doing that, but it never seemed like we got to see Luke's, like, full potential from, like, where he was in Return of the Jedi to where he should have been in those later movies. Uh, I feel like, yeah, they really slipped up on that, I think. Yeah, they fucked all those characters. <laughs> <It's>, uh... <laughs> Almost every single one of them in the new trilogy. They all got, dude, they all got fucked. I laughed out loud when Leia, it, like, puts her hand out in space oh, and then comes back. Leia? I laughed out loud, bro. I was like, like, you gotta like be fucking kidding me. <laughs> perfect moment to kill her. You kill her right there. I was like, this can't be real. No way is this the movie. She goes and she dies. Yep. Yeah, she she could have died right then and then it would (laughs) have. Dude, it sucks. They all got the shaft, dude. Uh, Finn, dude, Finn, it's like, dude, oh my God, a fucking, you know, stormtrooper maybe might be a little force sensitive. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, that sounds dope. Female fucking character, she might be a nobody. She might not be from nothing. They're Mm -hmm. like, nope, we're going to cop that story out. Kylo Ren is probably one of the best because he's an actually, you know, an actual, you know, Skywalker. Yeah. But no, he's got he's got to kill Han Solo just to prove that. Yeah. And then it's like Snoke. It's like he was nothing. Mm-hmm. It, it, it was it, it really like. Yeah, Snoke it, felt like just a, a filler almost. Yeah, and it then was... the last movie, like I just watched it again on 
Monday and dude, Poe Dameron. I was like, I thought Poe Dameron's such a dope ass character. Me too, dude. I, he, yeah, I thought he was I, sick. I, yeah. Ah. I thought I was he was so like the next Force Awakens, but uh, I thought he was like the next Han. You know, like it seemed yeah. like it was he was gonna fill that role and or or good, you know, you know, a good fucking leader in the rebellion. Um, yeah. It, it just it was it was just bumming because when the Force Awakens came out, it was just like the New Hope, almost identical. Mm-hmm. And it, 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 you know, and of course they're like, "Yo, we're gonna like let multiple filmmakers tell this story," and it's like, "You guys are gonna fuck that up so bad," and they did. They fired so many different filmmakers, you know, mm-hmm. over Star Wars, all like almost all the projects, and it sucks because it's like you got to have somebody who's gonna be like, "Yo, this is the full story we're gonna tell," you know, like this yeah. is it, this one, two, and three, there it is, because. You know, we want it all to connect. You know, we don't want disconnect. And some people have no, you know, no, oh, man. Yeah. I know where I'm at, my reading right now, I'm coming up on the resistance era and I'm not looking forward to it. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I, it, it definitely, it's like they, the thing that I don't like about, and this just might be just a general, this might be just a general theory about like art and that when it gets in the hands of, people that want to make money it yeah it gets you know it just kind of gets destroyed uh yeah that's just an opinion you know some people will say oh no it doesn't you're you know that's just you being extreme and it's like ah mm-hmm. i don't know man uh you know they like you said they just completely botched i think they completely botched a lot of the you know a lot of what should have happened in those stories and it's okay because there's a new generation that that's going to be star wars for them i guess and yeah and we'll just have well, to I learned de- about, Yeah, I learned about Dave Filoni, you know, after the movies. And to me, it's like, yeah, he's the guy who's telling the good stories, yeah. you know, Mandalorian. And it's like, yeah, put the trust into him, you know? Mm-hmm. And then he had a girl direct on the show. Um, oh, crap, Deborah Chow. And so she's taking over Kenobi series. So it's okay. kind of like, that's, that's like, that's, you hear those things. I'm excited for that. The preview, the preview kind of, the preview is making me think that it's going to be a lot of, uh, it's going to be a lot of scenes with, with Obi Wan just kind of um, trying to deal with what happened and like that's that was his life period after that when he went to Tatooine is just like depressed, dealing with all of that shit and then trying to, you know, watch over Luke. So I'm excited to see that because I mean, yeah. There's one line in A New Hope that Luke's uncle says. He's like, that's a crazy old man, you know? And it's like, oh, man, I can't wait to see Obi-Wan come home with fucking PTSD from the Clone Wars. Yeah. <laughs> everybody, everybody in, you know, Moss Eisley is like, that dude's crazy. He yeah. fucking, he's like, yo, who's going to hum me as a Jedi? I'm a fucking, I'll pull a lightsaber out in the cantina and chop yeah, him seriously. off. Seriously. <laughs> like, I don't give a shit. Bring your best guy, Darth Vader. You want me to tell you who Darth Vader really is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You want me to lay it down for you right now? Like, <laughs> yeah. Well, to be honest, they had, I fought they, General Grievous. Okay, like, yeah, <laughs> don't come at me. <laughs> um, dude, he well, the, you know, they there was, uh, I guess, trouble with the story of Kenobi coming out. Of course, like you just hear like all these like, oh, they're gonna do rewrites and this and that. Mm-hmm. And I guess because they had uh, an idea that it's like, oh, well. What story can we tell about Obi Wan Kenobi? And it's taking care of 
young Luke, like watching over young Luke. But then it's yeah. like, that's what the Mandalorian's doing. You know, it's like, you know, taking care of the kids. So that's what I heard that, you know, but that idea of him coming home and dealing with the Clone Wars, like all that other stuff being betrayed and everything, the Jedi, that sounds dope. Yeah. Sure. And then all the, all the, like the clips of like mall popping up, you're like, Oh, oh. shit. Like it definitely has got me hyped. I'm really stoked for that. Um, and I think that, you know, they're going to, it seems like they're just expanding the universe more and more and that we should have a lot more, you know, films and series coming out over the next few years. And, you know, I'm, I'm just stoked yeah. that, you know, there's people out there like yourself that understand how awesome Star Wars is and, yeah. and they're just, they're just balls deep in it like myself. And, Dude. uh. There's some friends I that I talk to that just they there's some friends that I talk to like yourself that have such a deep understanding of stuff that you almost feel like you're talking to a historian but it's just <laughs> you know what I mean like it's like no, I it's appreciate like, it but I, it's just well it's just you know you got to be in the things you like but mm -hmm. it it's just I like reading the books you know and that's like dude it, it's I I can I can keep reading a shitload of them and that's um fuck i had a point and i lost it because you gave me a compliment and i couldn't take it <laughs> <laughs> classic <laughs> oh, that's funny <laughs> well the it, another point i was going to say is you know it's so dope that they're doing that you know the clone wars was such a success and you're a harry potter fan you said yes See, to me, I'm like, dude, now they got to make an animated Harry Potter TV series. It's like, dude, seven seasons. Each year you do a full season. You know what yeah. I mean? There's, what about I, like the first wave of Voldemort as a series animated? Like with James and Lily? You know oh, what yeah, I'm saying? Like oh, that yeah. would be Every, fucking savage, dude. Like Sirius is there. Oh, yeah, like, oh, that would be sick. They they, they would absolutely destroy it if they did uh, a Marauders you know, oh like, yeah yeah oh cool. man who yeah like the side stories of them their adventures oh, and stuff growing up oh, that would yeah, destroy the whole, the whole, yeah yeah the whole Voldemort drama can be good but mm -hmm. to me I'd say, I just want to see Harry Potter you know mm -hmm. animated TV series seven seasons it's like you can do each year full season give it like I just tweeted out that this girl she uh, she did the audio book and she like animated over the audio book and it looks so fucking good oh nice That'd be cool. Uh, yeah, that's the next. Yeah, dude. Wow, that's such a good idea. Uh, I would watch the shit out of that. I don't know why they haven't done that yeah. yet. <laughs> yeah. No. Well, that's. I think it's. Well, Warner Brothers owns it. So oh, okay. Plus, I, I. You know, J.K. Rowling's probably super, super strict about it. But at the same time, yeah. Well, they had that. Did you watch that? Uh, what was that movie that came out? Ah oh, man, it had like a young Dumbledore in it or some that, shit. That's a, yeah, did you watch that? I watched the first one. Oh, okay, I still haven't seen I him yet. It. I didn't check I was like, it out. It's all right. Um, they go to America, and that's kind of you know that oh, kind of yeah. It seemed kind of a little weird for me. It's just but... like the Kingsman, dude. Did you ever watch those Kingsman movies? No, I heard they were good. Ah, uh, see, the Kingsman, the first Kingsman, great. Kingsman two, they went to America, and it was just fucking horrible. <laughs> it's like, why did you do this? Yeah. Like, I felt bad, like, Halle Berry's a supporting actress, and you're like, what movie am I watching? Like, she's... <laughs> I felt bad for her character. I was like, why did she get... <laughs> that sucks. That's hilarious, dude. 
Oh, man. Uh, no, but... Dude, yeah, hopefully we only got, like, a month left of this quarantine. Uh, and then, you know, I feel like I'm still going to quarantine myself. I don't know about you, but I'm still going to... For, like, a, after they're like, all right, you know, fucking open your doors, get outside, you know, it's yeah. over. Uh, for another couple of weeks, I think I'm still going to kind of stay at my house. And oh, just... I've- I've always been like by myself to myself, like, mm-hmm. you know, hanging out. Like I just would go to a coffee shop or the library mm-hmm. or get some eat. So it's like, that's literally what my year has been is just doing that. And I've been okay with that, but I just want stand up comedy to freaking come back. Once yeah. the comedy opens, then how, I long think do you th- how long do you think we got after they say, you know, it's fully ready to go. There's no more worry about COVID. Or whatever they say, you know, we can go right back to it. How long do you think we got before we have audiences again at open mics and shows? To me, it's, you know, I know, like, the one thing I saw the other day was Shanghai Disneyland, because I'm a huge fucking Disneyland fan, Uh is that's opening up May 11th. And so basically once, you know, if something that big opens up, you know, that's where it's going to be like that. And I think I saw something where Walt Disney World, they're like downtown Disney. It's called Disney Springs. And that's going to open up May 20th. And that's like restaurants and stuff like that. Once restaurants probably get open. Yeah. I think, you know, it, what's, what's going to suck is that, you know, the establishments are going to be more like tripped out to put on, you know, like mm. events type of thing, especially with stand-up comedy. Like comedy is yeah. going suffer really bad but the, yeah, once the comedy clubs can open up you know mm-hmm. and when that's going to be i'm just fucking poor. i'm hoping it's before june that's all but then again yeah there's so much information out there dude i fucking i try to read all of it and I, it makes me sick to my stomach what about about covid yeah there's just you yeah. know because there's just so many voices today that it's mm. you know like that's why i'm like well, the thing that sucks too is it's voices and it's opinions on it's opinions on coronavirus. It's yeah. like I don't I don't give a shit about what fucking what's her name on CNN thinks about coronavirus. Give me a bullet point list of stuff. Like that's all I need. You know, I just need to read this facts from the source. Um, they try to string it out a lot of the time and give you like a. Oh, an opinion or a fluff story or some... Like the lady... Like I saw this picture going viral. It was a lady that had a mask on that cut like... I'm sure you probably saw it. She cut the mouth out yeah. of her mask. And she's like, it's easier to breathe. That lady's face is everywhere now. <laughs> like, <laughs> like she's forever going to be known now as the as the lady that cut a hole in her mask. And it's like, yeah, that one person doesn't want to do it. But that's not what we should be focused on. <laughs> <laughs> like uh yeah the media the media portrayal and uh just all this yeah all this political stuff too during this has been kind of a headache i'm just kind of over it yeah you're not alone <laughs> <laughs> but i mean you are alone i mean you're in your closet doing the podcast. Really? <laughs> <laughs> yeah i am totally i am by myself uh the door is closed so i'm i'm <laughs> shutting off the world around me even i'm, I'm quarantining within my own apartment <laughs> Oh man, that's hilarious. So what what do you like your plans for for when quarantine gets back over? Are you just trying to get back right onto you know, right back on stage or 
Yeah. I, well, I'm mostly waiting for fucking Bubba Gumps to open up again so I can have a job. Because once I can start working again, then I can get back out on the road. Okay. That's, I'm not kidding, man. On the road. I was having so much fun driving all over California to these middle places of nowhere to find out how fucking beautiful they were. Mm-hmm. Like when I went up to Salinas, there's a place called, I think it was Avila. It's like, is that, is that a real place? It's like a beach town. Yeah, it's yeah, small. yeah. Mm-hmm. Dude, that place was so fucking dope. You know, and it's like, you you know, you drive everywhere for all these spots and stuff like that. You have no idea where you're going. California is so lovely. It's so goddamn gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then I remember going up to your place, Salinas, and, then, you know, where the gig was right next to, like, this John Steinbeck, like, fucking center, you know? And it's like, oh, man, I've never really, you know? And I just read The Grapes of Wrath, you know, like oh, last That's cool. And it was fucking excellent. Dude, that book was dank as shit. I Hell loved yeah. it. Yeah, I, uh, I didn't know he was, like, from uh, until I moved down here. You know, I read that book in school, and when I was living up in Washington, you moved down here, and you're like, oh, shit, this is what he's talking about. <laughs> it's like, it's like the, you know, this this Monterey this Monterey Bay, this valley, all this stuff. Yeah. Um, How far is San Francisco from where you're at? Uh, it's about a two-hour drive uh, well, with, too- with normal traffic. I bet you right now I could get there in, like, an hour 40. Uh, I don't, I tried to go when standup was still going strong. I was trying to hit San Jose, which is like just South. I was trying to hit that spot like once every two weeks or once a week if I could, because there's a lot of mics up there in San Jose. Uh, When I was doing the Santa Cruz scene, which is another Santa Cruz is like the Monterey Bay. There's like Monterey. It's like right on the top. Uh, I was going, okay. Yeah. I was going there quite a bit too. Way back Mm. in the day. Okay. Yeah. Hell yeah. Um, yeah. Roosters. Yeah. 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 I've been to roosters. Um, I did the, I did the new talent showcase and then I did the competition a few months ago. Have you Um, done Woodhams on Mondays in San Jose? No, but that's, people have told me about that spot too. That's another one. My boy, Peter Munez. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 Pete I know Pete. Yeah, that's I know a good Pete. Spot. Uh, yeah, I have friends that go up there. Uh, a lot of Santa Cruz guys will like skip the poet and they'll go up there that that uh, that Monday night instead. Um, but yeah, I was kind of just figuring out like right before right before quarantine, I was just starting to get like a good uh, a good grasp of like where all the mics are in yeah. San Francisco and San Jose, kind of like the whole scene, like who's doing well, what. It's enormous. Yeah, it's huge, man. There's stuff going on everywhere. Like it's, you know, and we're, we're all the way down in Salinas. I feel like we're like the, the southernmost point of just this giant scene that's all up and down that area. And the people are great. And, um, yeah, I just, I want to, I want, uh, I want to get back up there as soon as, as soon as quarantine's over and hang out and, and do jokes up there. Cause it's a different scene than like Santa Cruz or even Salinas. That's something that I'm starting to figure out, you know, as I go out and do stand up in other towns. Is it like, Oh, this is like the whole point of doing stand up, you know, mm-hmm. like the crowd energy is different everywhere. And it's yeah. interesting. Sometimes, you know, you have to lean towards, you know, that the energy of the crowd more than like your own personal, uh, you know, style, I guess. Cause you're trying to, Yep. You're trying to appeal to them too and also, you know, still be you. Oh yeah. If you're gonna get up on stage you better fucking relate, you know? Yeah, like that's why I kind of admire you for for you know, you have you have a very unique, you know, 
uh, style on stage and no one else really does, you know, like the boo-ha and things like that. But you like, hope not, <laughs> but it's just cool to see you like double down on it. Um, and like, just, you have so many variations of it and like, you're going to, even if somebody doesn't laugh at the first one, you're going to get them down the road. You're going to like, yeah. you're going to like eventually crack that person. They're going to hear it enough times. They're going to, they're just going to laugh, you know? And that's, I like, I like watched that happen kind of in the last, you know, the show you were up here in Salinas, you know, like you had so many different, and I was, I was like, whoa, he has so many different variations of this, you know, this thing that he does on stage. And it's, it was just, it was, you know, I was, I was dying the whole time and uh, <laughs> it was awesome, dude. And yeah, well, it was just, what, I was just going to say it's, you know, I always shit on it and look at it as like my biggest enemy, even though it's my fucking biggest companion. But just because I always want to just be on both sides as much as I possibly can. Mm -hmm. And that it, it works if you like, it, you know, it obviously grows on you after a while. But to me, I'm always like, okay, you know, doing a catchphrase in one spot could be successful type of thing. You know, like if you just stay in LA and you're like, yo, I just want to stay here. But to me that that's, you can't think that way because it's not true. You have to get out, you know, mm -hmm. you have to go all over the place. And as a stand up comic, it's like, what are you trying to do? Are you trying to get recognized or are you trying to get good at stand up comedy and perform from front of any crowds? And that's what's so beautiful about it being all over the damn place and then you take yourself there and you're like, yo, all right, well, if I'm going to like, hey, I want to do this, if I'm going to, you know, get up in front of these group of people, which is mm -hmm. a fucking privilege to ask for people's attention in public, then you better, you know, take a swing and try to relate. Yeah. Yeah. And try to, you know, try to keep their attention, too, because that's okay. that's like a thing that, you know, you notice that's a hard thing that I don't think enough people talk about is oh, yeah. being, being on stage with a microphone in your hand. And watching somebody slowly lose interest in you over the course of your set, it's like disheartening inside, but you're, you, you're, you know, it's like almost motivating too, because you just, you want to win that person over in the end. You want to, you want to get them on your side. You want to turn that like face that you want to get them from looking away from you to like looking back over at you and like okay. smiling and being like, okay, this guy's saying something. Oh, <laughs> it's like it sucks when they just kind of like go okay well uh i'm gonna look at my phone now so <laughs> it, 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 and that's that's what's so beautiful about you know being a stand-up comic is that like you're gonna get that like it's gonna happen and you have to learn how to like you know oh where's the gig at you know oh it's in this loud rowdy fucking bar and it's like you're your comedy ambiance right now like you're mm -hmm. just fucking jukebox in the back in the background while everybody talks yeah and you have to try to win that over and sometimes it's fucking hard sometimes it doesn't work but you know mm -hmm. it, 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 not a lot of you know not a lot of performers or you know trades and crafts that is that people their job is to do that you know and so it, it, it's it just it builds it builds so much experience and strength to do it over and over again because you're like yeah i don't give a shit and then you learn like no i know how to like be energetic on stage and be mm -hmm. loud that it's like, I always like if they don't want comedy you give them karaoke and i start singing really <laughs> bad <laughs> that's what's that's funny i was gonna say it's almost like pattern recognition like you're when you're walking onto a stage it's like you there's like a you're like i don't explain it but you like recognize a feeling or recognize an energy oh dude that like the crowd has and you're able to just like almost like just copy it and just like be like here's what you guys are 
here's what you guys need right now. You know, here's like, here's how I can guide you on this, like this night or something. I don't know. It's weird. From when you walk to the mic stand, that is probably one of the most important points of your set is because that's the split seconds that the audience is judging you. What type, what kind of, you know, whatever energy, whatever thing that you're absolutely bringing to that mic stand right now. Like if you can get, you know, them on your side or something to do good, Mm -hmm. it can be so beneficial. I think about it constantly and I can't, and I'm always like, oh, I don't have a consistent thing. If I, cause I I like the repetition about comedy. And once I find my thing that works when I walk to the stand, that's going to be. I think about it all the time, every fucking <laughs> of the way. It's, it's too uh, And it's so quick too, because then all of a sudden, you know, it goes by, and then boom, you're talking, and now, now the attention's on you, and here you go. You gotta, you gotta entertain. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I can't, I can't wait to do it again. You know, I, I hope that, you know, at the end of this month, that this. This whole situation is just something that I hope we can look back at in like a year or so and just be like, man, remember COVID? Remember COVID-19? That was crazy. You know, and you can yeah. you can just be like, I, I solved 30 puzzles. What are you talking about? I, <laughs> like, 30 fuck. puzzles. I read yeah. eight books. I so much TV. Oh, that's, that's freaking amazing, dude. Um, well... Uh, you were you're also recently wasn't didn't you recently just uh, a movie came out you were in right? Oh, there was a trailer that came out. Trailer I came out. <laughs> yeah, there's a I, you know, I just submit to all these little acting roles, whatever I can find, and I got the gig coming in, and I have to be. I was like being interviewed by the news because uh-huh. it's like an alien movie, and I'm like a FX artist, and I have okay. to be like, no, man, that's like I forgot what my lines were, but it's like. No, man, you know, I know so many, like, some of the best artists ever. That's that's real, dude. That didn't look uh-huh. like movie makeup, you know? And I look on IMDb, and I have a character name. I'm there. And then, so when the trailer came out, I was like, fuck it. I'm in this movie. So <laughs> Good, so yeah, but cool, it's like dude. such a tiny little part that it can get cut so easily. Yeah. But, you know, what's it like going in with that mentality almost when you when you do the part? Like, you know, like, this might not even make it on here, man. Like, why am I, you know, why am well, I doing this? See- those thoughts before is not a good thing because you got to be like, yo, I got it. This is in the moment. I don't, you know, this, they want me. But the second any of that stuff's done, unless you're asked to come back to work on it anymore, it's just the same thing with like auditions. You have to pretend it doesn't exist. (laughs) Just get over it immediately. Okay. So yeah, I totally forgot. And I was like, oh, I didn't know that happened, you know? And then Mm -hmm. of course it's like, oh yeah. Like there's, People keep hitting me up that I, they keep seeing me doing extra work. And I guess I did this extra work on this show called Cake that's on Adult Swim. Okay. And, or, or I think it's on Cartoon Network. It's on something. I don't even know. But I'm like, I barely remember doing that. That's kind of cool, though, dude, to think about that you're just kind of a background actor in certain, like you just pop up in certain things. Yeah. And you're just there, you know? Like, if well, that's somebody been... that knows you and knows your stuff and watches yeah. you, they're like, holy shit. Like, and they, and they're like super stoked that you're in the background. Yeah. That's, what's kind of fun is that once you start, you know, like, you know, like I, there's, there's a small group that do recognize me. So if they're like watching TV and randomly, they're like, Oh, I know who that dude is. And then, mm-hmm. you know, that, that's great. Any kind of, any type of recognition you can get is great. 
and it is fun but you know it's like you don't get paid every time it airs as a background actor oh, okay but um it, it's you know it's it, it's that's what you just hope for because really it's like there's such the bottom of the totem when it comes to filmmaking that you know it's like oh you're going around and saying like yo you recognize this guy standing in the background you know yeah <laughs> but, see, but, that's so funny well, i almost said that when we first started <laughs> dude it's gonna be like you've probably seen this <laughs> but that's okay you can yeah i, I don't mind i can no. you know i can take it you know what yeah. i mean it's I have a sense of humor about it. No, but what's so funny is that, you know, one, I, I got to do two episodes of background on the Tacoma FD on mm-hmm. True TV. So, you know, when I went on the road, I had zero shame of using that as a credit because I would try to get the host to say a specific sentence. You've seen this guy on Tacoma FD on True TV. You've just seen him. He doesn't say anything. You've seen him. Because <laughs> if you watch a couple episodes, you will see him. <laughs> like i'm there dude i don't have any lines but i'm there <laughs> but, it, but it's i can't tell you how many times people are like yo this guy's got a tv show on fx oh no but like yo, this guy's a he stars in a tv show it's like dude i did not tell you to say that yeah I, you've seen him but you know you you can't it, you gotta learn do not get upset with the host no matter what you know yeah i'm not heckle you they heckle you then you do it but if they fuck your intro up it, 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 it's going to happen. You just have to roll with that. That makes sense, Always be too. cool with the host, especially when you work on the road and the staff, like host, staff, they're the most important people. Because then people, if they like you, they'll be like, dude, I love when that guy comes here. He's chill as fuck. Yeah. Yeah, because they're there, they're there all the time, right? So, you know, the people that come through, performers, I bet it's like a revolving door. Yeah. And you, you either like them or you don't. So, yeah, it's that makes total sense. Um yeah, especially when you get to a certain point and you have a type of audience, you know, like if you have like a rowdy fucking audience, like could you imagine like Andrew Dice Clay doing like comedy clubs and stuff and you know, his crowd yeah, his crowd coming in being so obnoxious, you know what I mean? Yeah. So like, you know, he but he's a pro. He's a fucking master. So he's like he knows how to take care of the staff. That makes sense. Um Well dude, uh I think we uh yeah, I think we got. I think this is a good spot here to Sweet. to wrap up. Um, this was fun, man. I like sitting oh, yeah, down dude. and talking to you about. You know, we talked about a bunch of shit. Uh, I'm definitely gonna go. Um, I'm gonna go watch Rebels and watch Rebels. I'm gonna do that right now. Because uh, I, I the fa- I didn't even know about that. So it's, uh, the first season's a little corn, but okay. dude, I'm telling you, it gets like. Did you ever read Thrawn? I think so. Yeah, yeah. Up. Where can people follow you if they wanna if they wanna check Instagram. you out on social media? Instagram at Mikey McKernan M I K M I K E Y M C K E R N A N. I always forgot how to spell that. And on Twitter, <laughs> I used to say go to my website for gigs, but <laughs> <laughs> hopefully soon in a couple of months it'll be it'll be back and live, and then you can go yeah. check it out. <laughs> Just gotta be patient. That's all. Just you know, be one with the force. Yeah, for real. Um, no, but it was really fun talking to you, dude. And I hope, uh, you know, I hope soon it's, you know, shit is shit is uh, is back in in full swing. And uh, I I actually had plans to come down there this month. Like, Damn. And I was like, fuck, because I uh, I wanted to come down, and I was gonna hit up you, I was gonna hit up Malcolm, and uh, I was excited about that. But then you know. 
coronavirus. <laughs> yeah, dude. Uh, no, but seriously, dude, uh, stay safe out there. Uh, I'm gonna you, keep. Brother. I'm gonna keep watching you uh, solve puzzles on IG. I and uh, you know, have a you know, have a good rest of your quarantine. I guess. <laughs> Take care of yourself. Thanks for having me, man. Yeah, seriously, have a good one, dude. Hey, everybody. Thank you for listening. And make sure to head over to the Instagram at I'm Getting There Pod. If you also like to see what I'm doing, you can go to at underscore mboof on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook and YouTube, Michael Booth. Thank you for listening and be sure to subscribe.